Good afternoon, patriots. This is Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. I am your host, Ryan. Today, I'll start a two-part series outlining our declining society and civilization. Next, on Living with Liberty. British author Robert Payne once said, Fragmentation occurs when a civilization is in decline. James Cook said, The decline and fall of a civilization is barely noticed by most of its citizens. Are we there now? Are we on the cusp of our society in the United States collapsing? Are we on the cusp of Western civilization collapsing? Now, being honest, we certainly are declining. Like I said, if we're being honest with ourselves, I I think those of us see it every day. And, you know, back to the James Cook quote, you know, that the decline and fall is barely noticed by most of its citizens. I think there are a number of us that are out there uh, active. We see it. We want to change it. I think that's what brought on the phenomenon of of Donald Trump as our president. People saw that decline and wanted to change it. So I think, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, we certainly are declining. And we have been for some time now. One could make a case that we have been in decline since World War II when in my opinion, I think we were at our industrial peak. Decline, yes, I, you know, certainly there. But on the cusp of a collapse, are, are we there? I think as much as we do not want to admit it, it is a real possibility. The events of the past year, now encroaching a year and a half, have left our country and the world, really, a changed place, no doubt. We have to be honest in our evaluation of our current situation. All of the signs are present now that we have seen throughout history in terms of civilizations that decline and collapse. And There's a lot of those signs now that I'll, I'll be going through here shortly. In the United States, we have presidents who are trying to grab total power, much the way Julius Caesar did in ancient Rome as it was declining. And you can, this goes back all throughout history, but let's just use the, the last four. Bush, Obama, yes, Trump, and Biden. We've seen nothing but an increase in executive orders, executive Uh, power being wielded and that being taken as the law. Uh, We've essentially, uh, we're essentially becoming a a kingdom, really, ruled by a king. And and this actually, you could take it much further, uh, much further back, uh, really, to when Roosevelt started, uh, you know, as as president in, in terms of this kind of imperialistic, uh, monarch uh, type um, government, really. Um, that that can be a topic for another show. That, that has a whole other set of rabbit holes to go down, I think. But 
it, we've seen presidents increasingly grabbing total power, ruling by executive decree. We are no longer an industrial power. We haven't been for a long time. Uh, I think everybody realizes that. If we look at it in, in uh, as we look at like Rome's decline here, uh, we have the same characteristics, I think. We have zero-sum politics. They had zero-sum politics. This idea that the opposition must not only be topped, ideas, you know, having better ideas no longer suffices. The opposition must be destroyed. And that's what we're seeing now with the uh, the, the modern Democratic Party. It's a zero-sum game. Their aim is to destroy all opposition, all, not only Republicans, but anybody that, that uh, has a different ideology of theirs. It must be destroyed. It must be snuffed out. We saw that in ancient Rome. We are at the point where politics has become more important. Politics is more important than our culture is today. Where in the past, preserving that culture, having the, the first thought was to preserve our culture is what led to compromise and civility. These days, politics and ideology, Trump culture, ideology is being equated to culture now. Rome isn't the only example that we have here of, of uh, declining civilization and a collapsing civilization. We can think, too, of uh, the dynasties of China. Each dynasty there followed the same pattern. It was dynasty-founded, prospered, then rampant corruption and, and uh, incompetence set in, there's some sort of disaster that causes a total collapse of society because of rampant corruption and incompetence. The people rebel because they get pissed off. There's a period of civil war. Then the new victorious dynasty emerges and the cycle starts again. Now I'm going to go through a, an example here. Uh, see if uh, any of this sounds familiar, familiar to you. Now, in 1650 BC, the Shang Dynasty ruled China. As it started to age, they began to tax the people too much. They stopped protecting them. They let their buildings and infrastructure fall apart, and they treated their people with general unfairness. Now, let's translate this to what we see in America, circa 2021, Biden and his handlers are looking to significantly raise our tax rates. Mayors of Democrat cities have allowed the burning and looting of these cities that they are charged with protecting. We have crumbling infrastructure, of which a bill has been put forth, and only a less than 10% or, or so of it is actually for infrastructure, and white people are allowed to be vilified by any and all who wish to do so without any concern for the protection of people's rights granted under the Constitution. You know, that 
uh, whole we are all equal stuff. Maxine Waters is allowed to spew racist and inflammatory rhetoric without consequence. Yet supporters of Donald Trump or the conservative movement in general are harassed for peacefully assembling on January 6th and are put on things like no-fly lists, are targeted by the FBI, are sitting behind bars right now with uh, little to no reason uh, other than they were there in Washington on January 6th. Now, that's different for those that entered the Capitol, but also those that are that were anywhere in the area are being harassed. They're also being kicked off of social media platforms and are fired from jobs for no reason other than they are uh, that they have posted the wrong political opinion on their social media. If we slow down, put aside our human nature of, you know, downplaying things by saying, well, that's, that was the ancient civilizations that collapsed. We have much more intelligence and technology now, so we'll be fine. If, if we slow down, take a step back, and we really look at all the signs that uh, we've seen throughout history, they are there in our own present-day society. History is potentially set to repeat itself yet again. Now, civilizations have an average shelf life of 250 years. Some go longer, obviously. Some, you know, like Rome, which was double that average. Some of the dynasties in China were, I think, well over that. Some approached maybe even a thousand years. And you have some that are way less, like communist Russia. But all follow the same cycle. Now, there's one such model out there that I found in my research, and it's uh, it, it goes through four phases. Uh, and the phases that uh, it goes through, and it, it's, it's tied to the uh, Chinese uh, dynasty cycle, but... Um, you know, it it applies. It's applicable. We'll see. It's applicable everywhere. Those four phases are the warrior, the intellectual, merchant, and chaos. The warrior phase is the time of honor, strength, and courage, where exploration is taking place, crime is at its lowest, and the infrastructure is being built. The intellectual phase is a time of Arts and science discoveries, libraries and universities are founded, wealth begins to accumulate, and all this leads to the merchant phase, and it is here in the merchant phase where the decline starts to set in. The standard of living continues to improve, but government bureaucracy grows. The government starts taxing and controlling all facets of daily life. Greed dominates the political system, and honestly, greed dominates the economic system as well. Um, And and as we see uh, within the merchant uh, phase here, oligarchs see the most wealth accumulation, and women's social status starts to decline. Crime starts to increase. Now, if I look at things, I would say we are nearing or at the end of this phase right now 
in my opinion anyway as, as i look at things i think we are we are there now some of these overlap and we'll talk about that in a little bit too but i think you know you have kind of the run in of one phase to the other they tend to overlap so as as i get into describing the chaos phase here i think we um we are over you know we are overlapping a bit here i think um you know and as i look at this and we're like i said i think this is we're nearing the end of this phase if we think about it in our country in the united states our standard of living it really has been stagnant for a long time i don't know that anybody can with a straight face say that our standard of living in this country is continuing to increase i look at our major cities and then tell me, try and tell me that our standard of living continues to increase in this country. It's been stagnant for a long time and uh, certainly, certainly has been stagnant since the great recession. You know, and honestly, if not, if not before that, and we can certainly see that we have an outsized influence uh, with, with the tech oligarchs and they have just outsized wealth. And it seems like wealth that the world has never seen before. It's all centralized within the, this, these tech oligarchs. Now, all this, like I said, brings us to the chaos phase, which I believe we're entering now and is, like I said, overlapping the end of the merchant phase. Now, I want you to listen to this description of the chaos phase. Now, it is in, in regards to the, uh, you know, the dynasty collapse in China, but, but listen to the description of it and see if it equates to, if you can equate it to what we've got going on today. Uh, description goes like this. It is at this point, the chaos phase, that the dynasty is in decay and on the verge of collapse. The court and courtiers, basically the rulers, are corrupt and decadent. I mean, Think about this, Nancy Pelosi with her just flaunting her $24,000 freezer full of expensive ice cream. The emperor is effeminate, licentious, and often an idiot. It seems our resident in chief here fits two out of three, but as Meatloaf once said, that ain't bad. The chaos stage is a time of the government being so corrupt it is ineffective at ruling. Law and order has broken down. Crime is rampant. Wealth is in the hands of criminals. The country splits into warring factions, each fighting for dominance through a series, series of civil wars. Now, you may still be in disbelief that we are anywhere near the end of a civilization cycle. Or that this four-stage model even applies to us in the United States in our modern-day society. Well, let's go ahead and just pick a civilization or empire and study it. Whether it be the Romans, ancient Egyptians, Incas, Aztecs, communist Russia, Nazi Germany, whoever, they have all followed this pattern of destruction. To put it in an American context, it would go something like this. The warrior phase. Our founding fathers and residents have had enough of England's overreach into their affairs. 
They fight for the independence of our country. The Constitution is written, establishing rule of law and how our nation will proceed forward in its ideals, culture, uh, you know, cultural uh, uh, ideals and governance. Meritocracy reigns as people immigrate, fleeing from other countries where there's famines and other hardships and persecutions, and they actually put in the work to make it and be successful in America. This era, this era ran up, if I were looking at it, I would say this era for us here in the United States ran up roughly to that pre-Civil War uh, time period. And at that point, we got into the intellectual phase. I would say this started pre-Civil War. Like I said, I think a lot of these, you see, they, they tend to overlap. Uh, I would say our intellectual phase started pre-Civil War. And it probably started, or probably ended, excuse me, probably ended at the start of the Great Depression, if not a little before that. Now, the intellectual phase here, that was our, our time of inventiveness. It was our time of, of thinking, of reason, of discovery. Uh, we had military inventions during this time, like ironclad ships, submarines. They were using war balloons in the Civil War. They were utilizing the railroad for troop transport. During this time, we saw the first federally funded roads. Uh, during this time, we had automobiles were invented. The first mile of concrete road was paved, and that was in 1909. Numerous colleges and universities were founded. And as those colleges and universities were founded, along with that came museums and libraries, places of learning, places of intellect. The assembly line came along during this time period, enabling mass production and other inventions like the sewing machine, telephone, typewriter, and the traffic light all came into existence during this time. Now, as far as the merchant uh, stage goes, I would say the merchant stage overlapped, the beginning of it overlapped with the ending of the intellectual phase a bit. We had the Roaring Twenties, the imposition of the income tax, Social Security tax, and the Medicare tax. We've seen accumulation of wealth like no other time in world history during this time of, of uh, the merchant uh, phase. Which I, you know, like I said, I, I think goes from somewhere to uh, before the Great Depression to uh, maybe last year. Maybe we're still in the tail end of it, but it's a span of of you know roughly uh, ninety to hundred years here. We've also seen during this time the federal government get bigger and bigger adding more and more bureaucracies to solve problems that government itself has created. We've also seen crime steadily increase. Greed certainly dominates our political system. Wealth is concentrated amongst the tech oligarchs. And women's social status is seemingly declining. And I would point to this insistence that we are seeing today of letting LARPing men play women's sports. As I said earlier, 
I believe we are at the end of uh, the merchant phase and at the start of the chaos phase, which is overlapping the end of it here. Now, as far as the chaos phase goes, we look at it. Our pol politicians are corrupt. I, I, anybody that's looking at it objectively, I think, realizes that and acknowledges that. They are indulging themselves, and seemingly it's at our expense, and they're indulging their whims over the will of the people. And worse still, they flaunt it in our face. Our resident-in-chief has been described as not being the brightest bulb in the box, and that's, uh, you know, by numerous people around him, and is ruling us by executive fiat. Our government continues to print money, robbing future generations of economic prosperity. They're robbing our treasury. The Congress is so dysfunctional, so corrupt, that the judicial branch ends up being a de facto legislator. And even, you know, when we had questions, and there's even questions, I would say, surrounding uh, our, judicial, our judicial branch as, as well. I mean, are they corrupt? Uh, if you look at it, Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn, uh, his case was not dropped immediately as requested by the Department of Justice. And there have been some questionable decisions by the Supreme Court to not take up some of the election integrity cases brought before them. One has to wonder why. Crime is definitely exploding, especially in our major cities. And let's be honest now, we have warring factions in this country. Antifa, BLM, hell, I'll throw our own government in there at this point as well. They are all struggling to gain a stranglehold on power. Antifa and BLM have constantly been placated to the point that they are now emboldened to push more, to be more aggressive, to be more radical. Our Congress has barricaded their workspace in with barbed wire and fencing and have guards standing watch over them. We may, we may not be in a civil war in the traditional sense of shooting at one another, but we most certainly are in an ideological and cultural war that seems to be threatening day by day to turn into a physical confrontation because of the aforementioned emboldened groups. So are we doomed to repeat this history? Now, most of my research has turned up a very pessimistic view of, yes, we are doomed to, re uh, to repeat history. We are going to see it. Humans have had a history of overextending and overcomplicating their civilizations to the point where the cycle is, just repeats itself every time. The moral decay and corruption are too much to overcome seems to be the messaging here that I, as I researched for this. If you think about our history, it seems that every time our country was on the verge of collapse, there's been a major event that returned us to prosperity that seemed to back us up in, in the phases a little bit. You know, we had the Civil War that preserved the Union. The great, when the Great Depression threatened collapse of our society. World War II broke out. FDR came along with, you know, with his um, 
his programs, and then World War II broke out, made us an industrial power. When George W. Bush took the presidency, the nation was, I would say, fairly unsettled. There was a lot of the same rumblings we have today. He wasn't very well received, let's call it. But then 9-11 happened and galvanized the country, for a little bit anyway. Gave us a little bit of breathing room on on, uh, progressing through these stages. Now, will we have that type of moment again, that type of event that unifies the country's resolve to get back to American principles and culture? At this point, maybe, maybe not. We can't always rely on those events to snap us back into uh, what made us America and what makes this a great country to live in, to be a part of. It might be this absolute joke of a presidential administration. It might be big tech's monopoly on our lives and on our data and on our day-to-day interactions. Or it might be the ramrod job of liberal wish list items and extravagant spending that Congress is rushing through that does it this time, that triggers, triggers us to get back to take a step back in some of these phases here to get back to American principles and culture. Now, one of the thoughts that I saw is that because we live in an industrial age, we will fall harder and faster than previous societies. That our greed, consumerism, and stripping the earth of its resources is what will lead to this hard, fast fall. Now, I actually think that because we are an industrial society, because we have more technology and more knowledge than any other civilization before us, we can actually stem the tide of collapse and turn things around. Will it be easy? No. But everything that has been done can be undone. We can undo the policies, the procedures, everything related to how corrupt our government has has become. And every anything and everything, just about anyway, that's been done to get to this point, we can undo. And we can use our industrial might and technology as part of the solution. We also have things happening now that can buffer us against the chaos phase. There's a a historical precedent on how people weathered chaos phases. And I'd say my last teaser here, since the how we might do this is next show's topic. Our government and the way our country is set up, it's uniquely set up within the United States to mitigate and even avoid a total societal collapse. So I do think we have some reasons for optimism here and ways to back things up and get back to our normal uh, cultural uh, society and our, our culture as being Americans. That's my show for today. Thank you for listening. If you would be so kind, please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. You'll find my original articles, links to previous shows, and other various resources there to help us preserve our constitutional republic. I would also appreciate a positive review of my show, should your listening platform allow. And finally, one last ask. I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to my show. It helps us move up the charts so more people can find the truth.
I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. You can do that by subscribing to my show as well as signing up for notifications. Follow me on social media. My main account is on Parlor. I am at Living with Liberty. I am also on MeWe. Just search for Living with Liberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time. <laughs>